podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday where we are still days away from seeing Liverpool play. Now, last weekend, we got to play the early game on the Saturday. And normally, because we normally win, that sets you up for a really nice weekend. You can sit back and relax and allow fans of other teams to fret and worry about what their team is going to do. If you're a Man United fan, it's a horrible weekend for you anytime your team aren't on the early game because you just have to wait. If United have a Monday game, which they will have against us in a week and a bit, their fans are going to have a horrible weekend with the expectation that we'll slap them around the place like we did twice last season. But for us, given how we played against Fulham, it's maybe a weekend with us not playing till the Monday where Liverpool fans will fret a little bit where the concerns over the midfield will ramp up. With Thiago out and the status of Naby Keita a little bit up in the air, he should be fine, but, you know, is he ready to play? Has he trained enough to play? There's question marks. Now, Jürgen has some options. None of them are particularly great. This is Anfield, for example, have put together five options for Liverpool's midfield without Thiago. So the first suggestion is Elliot Fabinho Henderson. This doesn't work because this involves Henderson on the left of midfield where he can't play. The Elliot part is fine. The Fabinho part is fine. The Henderson part is a train wreck. He is awful on that left side. Not his fault, he just can't use his left foot. The next option is Henderson, Fabinho, Keita. This is probably the most likely option if Naby's ready to go. It's not the best option because, again, Henderson as an eight just doesn't work. Hasn't worked. Fab and Naby are excellent together. Then you get Henderson, Fabinho, Milner. It's 2022. Does anyone really want to see this again? It never works. Time to try out a 4-2-3-1. Well, the problem with that is that the only two midfielders we have to play in a double pivot are Fabinho and Naby. Henderson struggles in a double pivot. And then there is Henderson or Fabinho dropped. 
You could play Henderson as the six if you wanted to leave Fab out and play Elliot and Cater as the eights. And that's pretty good midfield. You could play Elliot and Cater with Fabinho. That's a better midfield. So that would be the best choice to play Elliot and Cater as your eights, given they're the two best eights who are fit without Thiago available. And then pick your number six. That does that does seem like the best choice for us ahead of this game. We have a worrying injury list at the moment. Klopp said today Thiago's injury was not good, but didn't really speculate or give any indication of when he might be back. Thiago is good. The injury is not good. The time frame, I read four to six weeks. I would prefer four, but we'll see. It could be eight. It could be ten. You just don't know. And when he comes back, he's going to have to be eased back in. You look at our injury situation right now. Thiago's the biggest blow. But Curtis Jones, no real status on him. We hope with Curtis we caught it in the right moment, but that's just how it is with young players. They have some kind of stress reaction sometimes. That phrasing and the fact he's in that moon boot with crutches makes me think it's a stress fracture of his foot. Um, That can take three weeks to heal. It could take three months to heal. There's no treatment for that. All he can do is keep his weight off it and sit about doing nothing. So he's going to be a while coming back. Diogo Jota. It was obviously slightly too early or the injury was different in the first place. They are already fine in a few weeks. They will be back. A few weeks. So the end of the month, hopefully. There's a few games to be played before then, though. Cuevin Kelleher. Klopp said over a week ago that it'll be another two to three weeks. There hasn't been any updates since, so we'll wait and see. Costas, they're hoping will train today. So he might be back for Monday. Might. Nabi still hasn't trained. They're hoping he's back Monday. Ox, it could be three months, it could be four months. We'll have to wait and see. And then Ibu's an odd one because Klopp said at the time we took him off as a precaution. Then it turned out he was injured. Now we're hearing that Nat Phillips likely won't leave in this window. Now, if Ibu was due back in early September or mid-September, surely we'd just let Nat go. The fact that we're looking at holding on to him might indicate that Ibu could be out for a little while, which, again, really not ideal. It's a bit of a worry to be one game into the season and already have so many players as the walking wounded. Palace will come into this game uh, Nathan Ferguson out and out, they hope they think, until December. That poor kid, he has missed the best part of two years of football. Jack Butland is out for another few weeks. James MacArthur is out for a few weeks. 
Michael Elise, Palace hope to have back for Monday. That's a massive boost for them and a blow for us because he is outstanding. Even coming off the bench, he is such a game changer. And then James Tompkins is out because that's what James Tompkins does. He gets injured and he sits in the physio's room for four months of the season. Um, Klopp said today in his press conference that he, well, he basically outright admitted he does want a midfielder. There's no other way to look at that. He outright admitted he does want a midfielder. So for all his, we have enough midfielders, he's outright admitted today he wants another one. He then said it has to be the right player. If the right player was available, we would have done it. That's not him ruling out transfers. That's what it will be will be spun as. Because the player is only available when an offer is made. They might not have settled on who exactly they want. They might have one target that they're working on. If they don't get that player, they go for somebody else. They might go for nobody. They might try and string this thing out till January, like they did last year with Diaz, where we went into the season in the season badly needing a midfielder and an attacker, uh, for an attacker for depth, a midfielder to start. We ignored the midfield. It cost us the title. But we did bring in Diaz, which helped us massively and was a big part of why we won two Cups. Likely don't win either of them without Luis Diaz. Uh, his performance in the final of the League Cup was absolutely sensational. So, look, there's still the better part of three weeks left in the transfer market. My belief is that we'll sign somebody. I think it will be late. And I think they'll just say a deal became available late on. Yada, yada, yada. There's a really good piece on Anfieldindex.com by Sam McGuire. Sam will be writing for the site regularly. Uh, so you're going to have Sam and Stephen Smith writing multiple pieces each week, which will be good. Uh, you are also, I think, from September on going to get my ungodly ramblings probably twice a week as well. So apologies in advance, but they're going to be what they're going to be. And they'll probably upset a few people, but I don't really care. Um, Sam's written about Nunez. Now, the piece is entitled, What Would Matthias Nunez Have Brought to Liverpool? But it lays out what he can bring to Liverpool. It lays out the strengths of the player. An aggressive ball carrier who can cover ground at great speed. Composed under pressure. Can retain the ball in congested areas. Hit a top speed last season of 30.2 kilometres per hour. That's faster than anyone in our current squad. It's prime ox level of speed. His height, his build, his toughness. He's solid defensively. He's good in all four areas of the game. There are four phases in the game. Your attacking phase, your defensive phase, your attacking transition, your defensive transition. He excels in all of them, especially in transition. And one thing we have struggled with in the last 12 months since, since Ginny Wijnaldum left is defensive transition because we play a slow midfield. Henderson's legs are gone. Thiago and Fabinho were never quick to begin with. Nunez adds a level of dynamism, physicality, 
and transition defense that we don't have. He's also excellent in attacking transition with his ability to carry the ball. He's a good passer. He needs to improve his involvement in the game, getting himself on the ball more often. But that's a systemic thing at sporting that doesn't exist at Liverpool. At sporting, they attack in a different way than we do. Their midfield is basically just there as facilitators, but Nunez has uh, the ability to do, or Nunez has the ability to do certain other things, such as carry the ball and break the lines in that regard. The right-sided role is all about being a facilitator for Trent Alexander-Arnold and Mohamed Salah, writes Sam. Nunes has the traits to do that. He is he is perfect for what we need. On the pitch, his profile is exactly what we're looking for. I know there's been concerns raised about how many times he's played or how much he how much he's played. Last season he played 4300 minutes across club and country 4300 minutes he's played over 11,000 minutes in his career now I know some of those minutes are at under 23 level but he can't he can't help the way he got to where he is he had to take a different path he wasn't in an elite academy if this was a player that had come through the Sunday league system in England, I don't think there'd be the doubts over him. I don't think there'd be those type of doubts at all. You look at someone like, let's say, a Jamie Vardy. People laud his path. And he found his way to Leicester at 25. And 10 years later, he's still an elite Premier League goal scorer. He was playing in the conference joined Leicester in the Championship, moved up with them and just got better as he went up through the ages. And he was 25. Nunez is only 23. He said two seasons at, at Port at Sporting, one of which he played a really vital role in them winning a league title. And then last season, he was, well, he was the best midfielder by a considerable margin. His first season there, he was been eased into the team. He was a 20-year-old when he arrived. He's been eased into the team and he played 10 times. Isn't that what we see with Curtis Jones? Before that, he played for Estoril in the Liga Pro, which is the second division, so similar level to what Darwin played two seasons ago with Almeria. And before that, he was playing literally in a regional league, like a Sunday league. This guy is ready. This guy is ready. He's ready for the step up. He's gotten better each year. He's exceptional. He is exceptional. There's also a very good piece on AnfieldIndex.com by Stephen Smith called Nabi Keita and his window of opportunity, which is obviously this time where Fabinho, or for, where Nabi, uh, where Thiago Alcantara is out injured. That's when his window of opportunity is. Uh, this is Anfield. I also have a really good piece up. Uh, 23, co- 23 quotes on Anfield's unique atmosphere. Give that one a read. Six key things from Jurgen Klopp's press conference. Liverpool handed double fitness boost with two players in contention, Naby and Costas. 
Uh, on to Liverpool.com. Jurgen Klopp must unleash devastating 149 euro Liverpool 3-0 after helpful Darwin Nunes hint. I, I do think Darwin should start. I really do think Darwin should start this weekend. Though this is a tougher game than what we had last weekend. Palace are a better team, but they're in a little bit of a weird spot at the minute where they're still sort of feeling their way out and kind of still in pre-season mode because they didn't get a full pre-season together. Uh, Jurgen Klopp just confirmed condition for midfield transfer that Liverpool already knew. We, there's nothing new here. Uh, Liverpool should sign 6.5 million next Casemiro and turn tables on Real Madrid. Fabian Ryder plays for Young Boys in Switzerland. Swiss international, 20 years of age. 79 games, 21 goals. In what way? In what way is he a... I don't think he's a defensive midfielder. Not sure how he'd be the next... Casemiro, he's much more box-to-box and attack-minded. Now, I know Casemiro gets forward a fair bit, but I don't think you would classify him as the next Casemiro in any way, shape, or form. I'm also not sure where they got 21 goals from, because he scored five. Um, Oh, contributed to 21 goals. So five goals, 16 assists, most likely. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, get him, develop him, great, but he doesn't help us this season. Um, On AnfieldIndex.com, we have some new podcasts up for your listening pleasure and for your viewing pleasure. Mole beyond the spot, sound and vision. If you go to the Anfield Index YouTube page, which does exist and has existed for years, actually, uh, you can watch Molby on the spot, Trev and Jan, having a wee chat on video. You can listen to it as a normal podcast either, but it is available on YouTube if you would like to watch it there. Um, There's also the new Scouted Up for Palace. There is a rival recon coming today. And released this morning is episode 335 of the Anfield Index podcast entitled Culture Club. Uh, Trev, Carl and Lisa Marie looking back at Fulham, talking about the midfield. I'd imagine how one of those opinions went. And looking ahead to the Anfield clash with Crystal Palace. So do check that one out. And that's it. I'll see you all Monday. Enjoy your weekends. Try not to stress too much about Crystal Palace. We should still beat them. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. 
Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.